The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon, broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and we're delighted to have you with us today. We have a tremendous guest with us. First of all, my congratulations to Diana Nyad, who swam from Cuba to Florida at the age of 65. When she got to Florida, she said two very important things. One, never quit, and two, you're never too old. And congratulations to Valerie Harper, who diagnosed nine months ago with terminal cancer, is now going to be a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. They told her to exercise. She decided she'd just dance. You know, her words are to live in the present and to enjoy the life you have. These are amazing women with powerful messages, and their lives give credibility and authority to their words. Now, a lot of people claim to speak with authority, but they don't all have it. You earn credibility. Take a look at today's self-improvement blog, theselfimprovementblog.com, and you'll learn how incredibly credible today's guest is. He's certainly credible to speak of balance, business, and life. Read his bio, read the review of his book, and by all means, watch his videos in the right sidebar. In the bio, you might like to listen as he sings with the royal teens, short shorts. That was back in my day, and I remember that one very well, and it's a lot of fun. He's the one on the piano. James Cusimano is an accomplished leader with successful careers as entertainer, scientist, corporate executive, movie producer, and entrepreneur. He started his entertainment career, as I said, as the lead singer for the Royal Teens of 50s and 60s fame. And after a Ph.D. in physical chemistry, business studies at Harvard and Stanford, and a fellowship at Cambridge, he served as director of research and development for Exxon. He then went on to co-found Catalytica and produced the movie What Matters Most. After that, he moved to Prague, where he and his wife, Inez, renovated Chateau Maselli to an award-winning luxury castle, spa, hotel, and forest retreat. Wouldn't we all like to do that? In April, he released his newest book, not his first, his latest book, Balance, The Business Life Connection. And I am so delighted to welcome Jim Cosimano to the Self-Improvement Show. Jim, welcome. Thank you very much, Irene. I don't think my mother could have done a better job on the introduction. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm old enough to be your mother, but I know how old you are, and I'm, I'm not quite there yet. No, I don't think so. My mom is 91, but she's still hopping around. Oh, mine made it to 96 and was very vigorous, and I'm not telling you how old I am, but I've got you beat. <laughs> yeah, you, you've led 
a number of different lives. Teen rock star, scientist, corporate executive, movie producer, author, entrepreneur. Now, tell us about yourself. Who is James Cusimano? Well, the real Jim Cusimano, please tell us. Well, I think, I think the real Jim Cusimano uh, was uncovered uh, when I was a, a young boy, somewhere between the ages of uh, seven years old and 12 years old. And it was at that time that I discovered that there were two passions that I had in life. I mean, I didn't think about it that way. I was still a young kid. But the first was science, and the other was entertainment. And, and the way that happened is that the, the science came because my dad gave me a chemistry set. He wanted me to be a physician, which I really didn't want to do. But after going through all the shenanigans that a, a boy does with a chemistry set, uh, stink bombs, fireworks, and rockets, and that sort of thing, I started making um, perfume and uh, adhesives and all kinds of household things. I, had a, I checked out of the library a book, uh, 1001 Recipes of Useful Products, and then I started bottling them with my own label. And I, I think at that time I was 10 years old and selling them in the neighborhood. And um, I'm sure the neighbors probably didn't use this stuff, but they probably felt sorry for me. But I discovered uh, somebody was willing to pay for something that I was doing with, uh, with this chemistry set. And that's when I discovered my love for science and technology. I didn't think of it that way, but it followed me all through my life. Uh, so that's the, the technical part of, of uh, my, my beginnings. And the, uh, the, the entertainment came because I'm the oldest of 10 children, and um, my father was uh, a postman. So uh, to say the least, we had a very a modest a financial situation in Elizabeth, New Jersey, where I grew up in high school in Newark, New Jersey, right across from Manhattan. And so um, at the age 10, it was kind of an unwritten rule that all of us would go to work. I have six sisters. They would babysit. The boys would do something like newspapers. And New Jersey was a horribly cold place in the oh, wintertime. Oh, it can be bitter, yeah. <laughs> Very cold. And so uh, my mother said, look, you took piano lessons. Why don't you start a band and maybe you can uh, start a, a dance combo? And I said, "Wow, that's a great idea, Mom. That's an inside job." And so I uh, I started a band at age twelve, playing for uh, little uh, dances and eventually for weddings and bar mitzvahs, you name it. And um, being across from uh, Manhattan when rock and roll was really being founded, this is during the very early days in the in the fifties, mid fifties. Uh, I began to write songs and sell them uh, in, in New York. I didn't know how to copyright them. I would sell them for a dollar or two dollars, once even for five dollars to uh, singing groups. And that was and good money it was for a in, kid. In, you know, 1955, 56, uh, at that time, that was excellent money, especially for a boy coming from uh, such a, a large family. So, uh, but eventually, uh, without going into all the details, I, I found myself as a lead singer with the Royal Teens, and, and then... My life changed because uh, I, I began to make some decent money. I could help the family out, and I, tra I traveled with the pioneers of rock and roll. These are people like Chuck Berry, uh, Buddy Holly, and the Crickets. Um, uh, we even worked once with Elvis and uh, those kinds of people, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard. So these were the folks that were star at, the, at the beginnings, the pioneers of rock and roll, and they were my colleagues at that time. The other part of my life was also science and technology. So in parallel, I studied it through high school. I went to college and then eventually got a Ph.D. And uh, I decided my first daughter was born in my last year uh, of uh, graduate school. 
I was uh, at Rutgers University then and decided, well, I better get serious and, and get a day job. And that's when I, when I went to work for Exxon and became a director of research for them. And after seven years, it was a great company to work for. I learned a lot. Uh, one of my colleagues and I, uh, we left, uh, got in a car in the midst of, this was in 1974, this was, we got in the midst of the worst recession since World War II. The interest rates were 21%, and people thought I was crazy to do that because they said, what if, you're, what if you fail? What if it doesn't work? And oh, there's meant, always those who ask that question. <laughs> and, and so, and what are you going to do for a job? But, you know, that sort of went over our, off our back like Teflon because we were so excited about what we had in mind because we became experts in the field of catalytic science, and a catalyst is something that speeds up a chemical reaction. If you design it properly, you could make only the product you want and avoid uh, toxic byproducts. So it had ecological and, and economic benefit. And so we went out, and with $10,000 a piece, which I borrowed because I didn't have it, um, we set up basically a consulting company because we didn't have the money and there was no money around, no venture capital. It was really a tough time, but we knew the world would change and they would need what we had. So we built a very profitable consulting company. And then in 1983, we made the transition starting to raise venture capital because the world had returned and it was becoming economically more attractive to do these kinds of things. And uh, we built a very successful company called Catalytica, and one had three business units. One of those business units uh, went from four people to 2,000 people in less than five years and from zero sales to $500 million a year annual sales. And we were a public company at that time on the NASDAQ and valued at over a billion dollars. Now, you, you don't build a company like that unless throughout the entire organization, you have what we like to call inspired leadership. And, and I'll come back to that when we talk about uh, some of the elements of my book. And uh, so that was really, really wonderful. And But then what happened uh, was uh, our biggest competitor in Holland, a pharmaceutical company called DSM Pharmaceuticals, uh, made us a deal we couldn't refuse for our shareholders. And, and we, we sold the company they voted to sell. Now, this turned out to be a, a blessing for me personally. I, I really didn't want to sell the company at the time, but the shareholders uh, decided that that's what they wanted to do. So we sold. And the reason it turned out to be a blessing, because my wife at the time, my, my first wife, uh, Jane, was a screenplay writer for, for films uh, in Hollywood, in Los Angeles. And my daughter, Polly, is an actress. Now, Polly Oh, I Colvin. watched the movie. Did you? I did. I'm glad you saw it because it's it. This is a uh, well. What happened was is uh, what matters most was the movie she wrote, and Paramount didn't want it, but they thought it was a great script, and they didn't want her to direct it. And so I said, look, I don't know anything about movies, and we had some money because we sold Catalytica. Let's start a movie company. So we started Chateau Wally Films, and we went out to Texas to shoot this. Unfortunately, um, two weeks before. Uh, we went to Texas. She found out she had stage four breast cancer. Wow. And uh, there is no stage five. So we both knew what that meant. So I said, Jane, what do you want to do? And she says, I want to make this movie. I said, okay. So Did I made she, arrangements. Was she able to see the whole production finished? Well, yeah. We, I made arrangements for her to get chemotherapy, and she worked 18 hours a day under great duress. Uh, 
outside of Amarillo, Texas. We met, shot the film. It took, uh, we, I guess it was finished on May 1st. We sh- I rented a, a theater where she could see the whole film in Los oh, Angeles. Wonderful. And she loved it. She really, really loved it. And, uh, on, and then the inevitable happened. She lost her battle with breast cancer a, a month later on June 1st. And, um, but we knew that was coming. And so she never thought the film would be distributed, but I, I pushed on and uh, ultimately, after some help from Sherry Lansing, who was the CEO of Paramount, got it accepted by uh, Lifetime, and it became one of their best movies. And uh, I, I got it, it down, uh, from Amazon. I downloaded yeah, it's, it on it's now computer. it's now in, on video um, because it was released in uh, in the year two thousand and or two thousand one, and it's now now on video. But it's also distributed in more than fifty countries, or it was distributed okay. in more than fifty countries. I so, have to tell you something funny. I graduated that? from high school in Plainview, Texas. Oh, you're Which kidding. Is, <laughs> I'm not. I'm being, wow. Boy, this is way too much like old home. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we shot the film in a small uh, town, really small town, population 300, called yes. Vega, Texas. It's right I off knew Route people 66. just like them. Uh, and, you know, the father was very typical of West yeah, Texas yeah. in those days. Yeah, um, and you know that movie. Uh, a lot of people find it hard to believe, but Jane had never been on a movie set. She had written things, but she had never been on a movie set. Never directed a movie, but the reason um, that movie came out so well is there's only one word, and it's passion. Um, yes. When somebody has a passion for something, as as you know, uh, it is so galvanizing, so magnetic that it energizes all the people around you, and you find out that people begin to do things they never thought they could do. And that's why the actors who are not that well-known um, did an incredible job. And, uh, and that's, that's why I think the whole thing came together. And, you know, only less than 1% of all the movies ever made get distributed. And I think it got distributed because it's a good movie. And I think the universe decided, you know, Jane put her heart and soul into that. It should be distributed. So, and it has a message that people need to hear. Oh, it does. It, it, yeah. Basically, it, it's very similar um, to some of the things that you were saying earlier, and that is what it's, it's ironic that she gave the title to the screenplay, to the script, What Matters Most, before she knew she had cancer. And um, basically, her message is you need to follow your soul. There's something inside of you that you know is very, very important, and it's really to make a positive difference in the world. And that's what she wanted to do. She wanted to make a positive difference by giving a message that um, their relationships are really what's important in this world. The other stuff comes as a secondary effect. If you do, if you do things which really build on relationships, your family, your, your friends, and do well there, you wind up doing well elsewhere. And I, I, I agree with that because everything I've ever done uh, I never set out to make money. I always, of course, you have to make enough money to support your family, but I always was so excited by building a company uh, that would have, uh, have basically address sustainability and ecological uh, benefits and environmental benefits. So, and the, the money came as a consequence of, of doing good. You, you, come, you do well. So, unfortunately, she, did, she lost her battle, but she, she went happy. But she was glad to see the movie. And for a couple of years, I was sitting in Southern California uh, near Santa Barbara in a small town called Ojai saying, you know, I wonder what I'm going to do next. And I was really kind of depressed because you lose a spouse and we were very close. Yes. I had two grown children and three grandchildren, and I, I certainly had no intention of getting married again. And 
So one day, a friend of mine asked to see my home in Ojai, California, which was a heritage property, and uh, Jane had renovated it and built it into a very lovely place. And uh, so he came to see it with his wife, who is from Slovakia. They live, they both live in uh, Los Angeles, but she was Slovak, and her girlfriend was visiting. And um, tell you the truth, to be very frank, she got out of the car, this tall, beautiful blonde, uh, there was just something magnetic about her. I fell in love with her instantly. And, uh, and she tells me the same thing. She came in my home. I asked her to go out to dinner the next day. And she had to go back to Prague, where she lived, in the Czech Republic. And I got on a plane two days later and came to Prague and stayed here. <laughs> okay. I want to hear about Chateau Maselli and what you're doing there. Because you state in, in your book, we think programs such as those offered by Chateau Maselli Forum are important. Is your, this is your quote. Important to stimulate thinking as to how our world can safely and expeditiously transition to a new paradigm, a new way of being. I want to talk more about that quote, but I want you to sure. tell me what you're doing there sure. that uh, you're speaking of. Well, what happened was uh, Inez, my wife, uh, had uh, searched for a castle for a friend of hers who wanted to open up a uh, foundation. And she found one just outside of Prague in, in a beautiful place with great energy, high on a hill in a, in a forest looking out with great views, but it was completely destroyed. It hadn't been occupied for over 50 years. And uh, basically there were rats living in there, and the thing was really decrepit. But she felt it was very special, and she had an expertise in heritage restoration. She was the CEO, or had been for some time, of a heritage restoration company. So she bought it uh, and was going to make it into a, um, a yoga center. And so we got together. I said, you know, I, I really don't want to go back to building companies again. I've done that a few times. Maybe we could work together on this and um, let's, let's build this into something special. And we decided to make it into a hotel spa restaurant, although neither of us had any experience in spas, in restaurants, or, or hotels. Uh, and the reason we wanted to do that is that's not the, the prime interest. The prime interest was to develop something that was very special, had a very special capability and energy, and we would use it as a foundation or platform to do other things uh, to achieve our mission. And our mission is to make a difference in the world by making a difference in the worlds of the people that come to Chateau Mazzelli in body, mind, and spirit. So that's, that was what we set out to do. It took us three years to renovate it. We opened in September of 2006, and uh, in a very short time, uh, it became profitable, even though most people told us it would never work. Again, it's one of those things where it was really pushing the envelope. But it became, Chateau Mazzelli has become one of the top brands in the Czech Republic. Um, we have relationships with um, the Mandarin Oriental, which is one of the top chains in the world in hotels. Our restaurant is, was voted number four as the best of best restaurants in the entire Czech Republic. And our spa has won many awards. Now, again, this comes because not just Inez and I, but the people we hired, young people who were excited and passionate about what our vision was and what we wanted to do. It was this team that made this happen. So what 
to give to get to your point about uh, trying to make a difference in the world, what we did is Inez has done a couple of projects, and I'll just tell you what they are. The first is she created her own line of natural cosmetics, Mitzeli Bouquet, and these are extremely popular. They have absolutely no uh, artificial chemical ingredients. In fact, she had somebody invent a special glass bottle uh, that seals out 100% of ultraviolet light, so the products have a two-year, at least Mm -hmm. a two-year shelf life. And they're extremely popular, and that's why the Mandarin Oriental Spa, who has the number one city spa in all of Europe, in Prague, came to us and asked us, would you sell us uh, your products and teach us your therapies? And so that's what we do. So that's, again, you know, trying to help people with something natural. She also is about to, uh, ironically, next week, launch a a book that she wrote, and uh, we have a thing called... Uh, Princess Weekend, and it's one of the most popular weekends at uh, Chateau Mazzelli. Mothers bring their their daughters there from all over the Czech and Slovak republics, and we have great programs. But what she did is she got inspired to write a book because of our seven-year-old growing up in the castle, uh, analogous to a series of books that were written about the Plaza Hotel, about Eloise growing up in the uh, in that particular uh, hotel. And uh, it, these, the book is a beautiful book. It's, it's about how uh, it, it teaches kids about what's important in life. And I think it's going to be a great success. And it speaks to the young children on how to make a difference in life and what's really important. So there's another project that's going to be launched next week after a year and a half. And then myself, I started Chateau Mazzelli Forum. And Chateau Mazzelli Forum, I'm, uh, my passion is to take what I've learned over the last many years in starting five, uh, a number of companies and living five different lives in entertainment and also in, uh, in science and technology and to in building things which required people to do extraordinary things. Jim, and, it's time yes. for us to go to break. I'd like to come back to that and, and how you developed people to, to make the great successes they did when we come back from break. Would Absolutely. that be okay with you? We'll great. Do. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jim Cusimano, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of this exciting life. your better business achieve that goal make good on that resolution the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed wealth solutions for the 99 percent is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth your host paula joy who built a 50 million dollar plus company in less than five years believes it's impossible to be poor in america And he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. 
The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. We're talking today with Jim Cusimano, who has been... A number of things and always successful. And we were talking about how you helped people help you become successful before the break. Let's continue on that thought. Tell me sure. how you get people to that point. Well, uh, first of all, uh, Irene, the reason that I, I wrote this book and, is, and to, wanted to share how I got people to that point is that I saw a few years ago Gallup polls that said, uh, and, and I think most of us know this, but I never realized how bad it was, that if you look at employee engagement, uh, it follows the 80-20 rule. They, uh, they had polled, Gallup had polled millions of people, and I was surprised to see that only 20% people are kind of happy to happy in their job. The other 80% vary from um, they just collect a paycheck to they really dislike their boss and they really don't like what they're doing. And I came to the conclusion that there's nothing wrong with those eight, that 80%. There's, there's two things going on there. One, they're probably in the wrong job, and they're not following their passion. They're doing something that they're really not good at. And two, the leadership is not inspired leadership. And those two things are related because I think when you hire people, you need to put them in a job where you hire the right place person for the right job at the right time, and you've got to give them the autonomy to grow. And when that happens, they become very passionate about doing what they're doing because they're, they're, they're basically connecting their capability with a need in the world that makes the world a little bit better. And what happens when they do that, uh, if you're successful in doing that, and I'm not suggesting that you're, I'm always successful because we do make mistakes in hiring, but we try to, to minimize that, that those people become passionate. And when they become passionate about what they're doing, everyone around them wants to be with them. Have you ever seen a person so excited about what they do, even if it's something that you never thought about? It's kind of neat to be next to that person. And always. How, even normal people, people who uh, have never led before, they become leaders in their own right because they love what they're doing. And they become, instead of becoming 
uh, I would say, I'd like to say, instead of becoming human doers, they become human beings. And they, 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 they basically are being instead of just doing. And doing is something that you do mechanically. Being is something where you do something to make a difference. You are doing a job because you want to link your capability, your essence, what's inside of you, with a need in the world. And it, whether you're an entrepreneur and it's your own company or you're in a large company, you're connecting that to make a positive difference. And that gives you tremendous passion and, as a consequence, tremendous energy. And that energy uh, breeds creativity, innovation, and you inevitably wind up getting a return. It could be financial. It could be emotional, psychological. And that leads to gratitude, which is the basis for all long-term fulfillment. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of... Now, in terms of how we built companies uh, like we did, and in, in terms of what's really, really important, um, I, I discuss in the book basically eight uh, elements uh, that I feel are very, very important. And the first one is to have inspired leadership um, built into the company right from the top. And it doesn't mean that the, that the CEO is the only one, one to be inspired. Um, you basically have to build that throughout the company. And that's why it's important to put people uh, in places where they can really do well. And so if you, if you ask yourself, at least if you ask me, what are inspired leaders? Because they have to go throughout the company in order to be successful. They serve others. They're, they're not concerned with um, stroking their ego. They're concerned with doing something that will serve the people they're leading or they're working with. They found their purpose and their dream, and they inspire those around them because they found it. And I, I have a whole chapter in the book on how to do that, how to, how to find your your dream and your 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 purpose and next they are they're committed to their stakeholders and and i don't mean shareholders to me there there are five classes of stakeholders in a company for example the first and most important are the employees because if you get that right everything else follows the second are your customers the third are the shareholders the people who put up money and risk money to make it happen and sometimes that's employees as well and the fourth would be your suppliers. And I really mean that. I mean, you need to be committed to developing good relationships with your suppliers and trusting one. And then finally, it's your community and the world uh, to be sure that whatever you're doing takes that into account. If you do those things, uh, you inspire the people around you, you inspire the community, and you get tremendous support. Otherwise, you cannot... Uh, the companies that we built so quickly that I was talking about earlier, it would be absolutely impossible to do that if the people in the company were not inspired and committed and passionate. So that's, that's one thing. The second is you have to, as uh, um, Martin Luther King often said in his famous speech, you have to create a dream because yeah. if you have a dream in what you do, people will follow you. Uh, remember President Kennedy um, when he said, we're going to go to the moon. Well, he got the Republicans and the Democrats, who are always at each other's throat, uh, agreeing, yes, because of his passion. And he said, we need to do this. It's very important for the future of America. And so you've got to have a dream. And that creates innovating, innovative environment. The third thing, as I mentioned earlier, is hiring the right people at the right time for the right job. And if I may say so, if you make a mistake, which we do, you have to either find a place in the company for that person 
or you have to compassionately let them find a job elsewhere because it's in their best interest as well as the company's best interest to do so. Um, the, the fourth is to address a growing market. Uh, when Apple came out with an iPhone, that created a whole new market and competed very effectively with Nokia, who was the largest uh, phone company in the world. And Apple just decimated their sales. Um, the fifth is to focus. Uh, you'll get lots of opportunities, but you've got to focus on what's really important. The sixth is to create an early success so that people know that what you're doing, your strategy makes sense, and that, that will uh, eventually get you to the big home runs. And, uh, and then finally, I think you have to be, uh, support all of your stakeholders. If you do all of this, I think it begins to lead to a new paradigm because I think the, the paradigm we've seen uh, in the past, and not just on Wall Street, which has been terrible uh, in the financial arena, but in, in a number of companies, not all, but in a number, is worried about just making a return on investment. We really need to think about how do we make, we have to structure our community so that we make products and services that make the world a better place and reward companies for, for doing that financially. And I think we see a number of those things happening. There are a number of companies that are like that. And in doing that, um, I think uh, you're going to find that the world will begin to transition away from just an ego-driven, uh, um, oriented uh, society to one where we begin to elevate our level of consciousness uh, to something that's more important, which is really everyone around us, because we are, in the end, all connected Absolutely. You, you talk about consciousness. Before we talk about consciousness, tell people how they can find you and how they can find your book. I, you know, in my review, I said, who should read this book? Anybody who can read should read this book. Well, that's what Because there's so my, many important my, my, <laughs> concepts in this book. My, my 91-year-old mother told me the same thing. I've written some technical things in the past, and she said, I don't even know what that's about. But she said, this book, I think all of the kids in our family, all of the, the relatives, everybody out there should read this book because it's not just for business. It's really, it's really how to find yourself. See, and I think of it as one of the best self-improvement books I've read. Well, I thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And, and that's certainly my passion is to make a difference uh, in, in the world. And hopefully if this book moves some people, uh, that would be wonderful. The way they can find the book, it's, of course, available on all the big booksellers like uh, Amazon uh, and, um, and, and Barnes and & Noble and many of the bookstores. But um, if you want to learn more about the book, you can go to the book's website and, prob and one way to do that but, uh, is uh, www, the title of the book, balancethebusinesslifeconnection.com. An easier way uh, would be just to use my name, www.jamescusimano.com, and that's C-U-S-U-M-A-N-O, no space between James and Cusimano. And that'll get you to the book's website. Uh, you can see the chapters and how it's divided and um, I've gotten some endorsements, some of, some of the most incredible people in the world. Oh, it reads uh, like a who's who of endorsements. Yeah, I was very, very fortunate that they, they fell in love with the book, and I was really, really happy that they uh, took the time to, uh, to uh, respond. So that would be one way to do that. And 
Um, and also, if you have any questions or comments or concerns or things you don't agree with or whatever, um, my I have a, a, a Facebook and a, a, a Twitter, and that's that's all on that uh, website. But my my email, uh, and you can get to me is Jim J I M at chateaumatzelli.com, and I'll spell that because it's not an easy word. It's C H A T E A U M C e l y dot com jim at chateau dot com and i'd love to hear from you and you know folks he means it so you know take a, please please take a look at this book this to me is so cutting edge and it's so relevant um it's it's not all it's not way out there kind of thinking it's stuff every one of us can deal with Every one of us can make a few changes uh, to, to help better the world for ourselves and for everybody around us. It's, it, it, it's a book that just needs to be read. It's something you need to know about. Um, I, I'm not a bookseller, but uh, I read a lot of books. You all know I do a lot of book reviews, and this is one of the best that I have had the honor, privilege of reading. It's time for us to take a break. This is Irene Conlon. We'll be right back with more with James Cusimano in a moment. So stay tuned. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my, ga- my guest, Jim Cusimano. Uh, we've been talking about his book, Balance, The Business Life Connection. One of the things I love about this book, Jim, is your attention to the humanity of the people that you hire and how yeah. important it is to treat them with respect. I love how often you use the word respect in yeah, your book. It's, it's, it's a, you know, um, I think whether you're uh, in a, a company, you're in politics, God knows politics can use it. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I want to ask you how <laughs> on earth we can get people in politics to read this and realize it means them too. Well, you know, um, if I can be very frank about that, I, I have more hope. Uh, I, if I look at the two most powerful um, entities in the world, the first, in my opinion, is business, and the second is government. And the government should support business in the sense of making the, the best things for the world prosper so that humanity can live uh, a sustainable, safe, uh, healthy life. Um, but governments, as we know, uh, aren't doing a darn good job at that. And I don't mean to demean all government people, because there are some very, very fine government people, but the record hasn't been very good lately in many countries. So I think uh, I'm a very practical guy, and that's why many of the people, the courses that we're beginning to put together at Chateau Mazzelli in teaching how to find uh, your life purpose, how to develop passion, uh, how to raise your level of consciousness. All of this stuff is really directed at people in business because business is very powerful. And we're trying to also direct it at people, young people who are up-and-coming executives because those are the folks that are going to make a positive difference. They're the ones that are going to say, hey, we need to change. We cannot continue to demolish the properties and, uh, and benefits of the earth. We really have to respect each other. It's not just about making money and power. There's a third metric in, in success. It's not just power and money. The third metric is making a positive difference to keep this a sustainable society. And that is something I think will get rewarded. We're going to have to work really hard at it. And there are people like myself and many, many others who are dedicated to bringing that message to young people and executives. Uh, I'm not really sanguine about trying to do that with the government because these folks, they change uh, every four years and uh, they have tremendous pressures to do things that they necessarily don't want to do. Uh, Whereas in companies, I think it's possible, even though it's still challenging there because many of them have to deal, the public companies with Wall Street and the stock exchanges and that sort of stuff. I know I had to do that and it's it's a tough road to to, to follow. But I, it's I a think tough it's, road. How do you uh, how how do you see the word about this kind of leadership getting into the business schools? You know, the MBA should be coming uh, coming out with this. Well, I'll tell you, um, there are a number of uh, leading business schools like Harvard and Tufts 
Stanford, who are recognizing this. My uh, my colleague uh, who, uh, and best partner, uh, my business partner and best friend, Ricardo Levy. He and I are the ones that left Exxon. And by the way, he has a very interesting uh, uh, book, and it's it's uh, on the spiritual side uh, of uh, of business, and uh, it's. Um, uh, it's called uh, Letters to a Young Entrepreneur, and it's a very short book. It's also available uh, on Amazon, and he has he is teaching a course at the, at Stanford now on entrepreneurship and how to make a social difference in the world. And I think there are a number of young people that and, and also experienced people like Ricardo and myself who are beginning to do this. So the business schools are beginning to recognize that social responsibility, raising our level of consciousness, being concerned for everybody and not just for dollars is very, very important. And that if we do that, ultimately, those will be the companies that will be successful and thrive in the future. And I, I absolutely believe that. I totally agree with you. The other thing that just pleased me so in your book was how you recommend personal um, growth um, in terms of meditation and uh, understanding who you are and purpose and passion and essence. Uh, you know, speak just right. a little bit about that, the importance of that. Well, um, I think as I talk about imbalance in the book, um, I found uh, that uh, being quiet, and by being quiet, I mean meditation. I've been meditating for more than 25 years now. Every morning I usually get up around 5, 5.30, and, and uh, I'm the first one up in the house, and, and I do my meditation. And, and that really, uh, it's, it's not just a spiritual thing. I mean, it's, it's really something that allows you uh, to become a healthier more grounded uh, person, and also, I feel that when you take the two or three goals that are really important in your life, and you constantly remember those before you do your meditation, you will be amazed on how uh, you can move in a direction very efficiently and effectively to manifest those into your life. And that's why in the appendix in the book, I give a, a short description on how to do, if people don't meditate, on how to do this. I also talk very extensively uh, by providing a number of questions which are easy to ask, but they're not very easy to answer. <laughs> no, they're you, not. <laughs> and, and if you answer those questions honestly, you will absolutely find your life purpose. Uh, and, and, and in doing that, um, you, you know, some, maybe I could just mention a few of the questions. There are things like, what interests you that you're afraid to admit to? And, and if you think about that deeply, uh, some people really are interested in, in certain things and, and they, they're afraid to admit to it because people might think they're silly or whatever. Um, or say, or, no, you can't do that. Or say, you can't do that. Exactly. And, and that's unfortunately what has happened to many people um, if they especially um, showed as in their childhood. I, see, I have this feeling like I found, my, uh, I found what I wanted to do in my life very early on. And I followed something that my mom and dad and people around me supported. But I remember people being interested in sports or arts, uh, you know, and, and folks saying, you know, how are you going to make money at that? You know, and that's the, that's the old definition of success, money exactly. and power, money and power. And um, what people didn't, don't realize that 
let's suppose you are interested in sports. You don't have to go to the Olympics uh, to make a living and have fun and follow your passion. Maybe when you uh, get out of college, you open up uh, a sports sporting goods store, or you be if you have the right personality, you become someone who represents sports people, and those folks make quite a bit of money, believe it or not. Or uh, things like that. If you're an artist, maybe you open up a gallery. You don't have to. There's lots of things you can do, and so I I try to stress that and try to give people. Um, ways to try to find out deeply what's in their soul that they really should be doing. What do you love most to do such that time passes incredibly quickly? What kind of work have you done ever that you don't consider work? Uh, Jim, we're right up to the end of the show, and I'm going to take that as the thought you want to leave with our listeners today, that they should follow their passion. Next week's guest is Cheney Weiner, who will talk about having the courage to achieve financial freedom. So come back again next week. Jim, thank you so, so much for being with us today. It's been my pleasure, Irene. You can find links uh, to Jim on the self-improvement blog. Look at the review of his book. And please, by all means, get that book. This is Irene Conlon and Jim Cusimano saying thank you for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.